Thanks for showing up today. This is a podcast all about doing what you need to do to show up each day for your mental health. Episode two, and we're talking today about self-love and self-compassion and what that means and how that can be helpful to us. Two things we are both great at. Self-love? That's sarcasm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, because we were just talking before we recorded about you saying that I'm not so great at those. So can you tell me how to? I'm not. Yes. Yes. Can you tell me how to? Yes, I did say that. Yeah. Um, No, I really struggle with with self-confidence and also self-love, which I was saying, do you have to love yourself to be confident? Because I don't don't think everybody who is confident loves themselves. But you were saying that they are connected. So I want to hear about that first. Well, I don't, I guess I don't have like research to back it up, but I feel like to have true self-confidence. I think there are people that have a fake sense of self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Or, I agree. Um, maybe like a grandiose sense of self. They might not love themselves. No, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think I've noticed that people who, um, like especially you'll see all the time on social media who are always um, talking about how great their life is, how great their job is, how great their partner is. Um, like if it's a little bit too much over the top, I always wonder, like, is is it like is your self confidence really there? Yeah. If you feel like you need to always kind of be pointing that out, mm-hmm. um, or are you actually insecure about those things, and that's why you need to point them out. Yeah, I think both of those are good ideas of why someone would want to only point out the good mm-hmm. and not show the hard or the messy or the ugly right. yeah. or the bad. And I think when you're thinking about self-love, um, it for me, when I conceptualize it, I think it's more just about like being kind to yourself mm-hmm. and treating yourself um, the way you deserve to be treated and to treat yourself or just to have a sense of self-worth that isn't dependent on external factors Mm -hmm. like am I getting enough likes on social media does this person appreciate me um have I done enough to prove my Mm self-worth you know I think your self-worth is that you deserve love just as you are as a human in whatever state you're in Mm -hmm. see I hear that all the time and and from therapists, as yeah. you are. Yeah. Um, and it's so hard to hear that and go, that's so nice, but, like, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I haven't done enough or I haven't, like, I can't just love myself for, for what whatever. It's, you know, you'll hear the you are enough. <laughs> yeah. I, my instinct is, like, no, I'm not. Not yet. <laughs> not me. Maybe after a couple more things I do. Right. Or, and yeah. so that one's always hard. And I and that's usually the go-to one of that I hear is you are enough. Um, but that doesn't click with me at all because my instinct is to say, no, I'm not enough. So, but what does that mean when you say stuff like you are enough? What does that, what does that really mean? Well, I, I want to kind of take it off track so I think the reason why it's hard for you to believe it is because you haven't believed it your whole life 
Mm-hmm. And so our brain has these neural pathways in them. They're like deep grooves. Our brain likes the path of least resistance. Uh So whatever you're used to doing or thinking or habits, it's like, oh, I'm going to do this because this is what I know to do. You only have to touch a hot pan once to not touch it again. Your brain's like, oh, pan hot. I'm not going to touch it. And so if our brain is constantly told that we're not enough or you can't really love yourself or it's not okay to love yourself because of – all these internalized reasons people told us it wasn't it was boastful it was mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know you weren't humble enough or you need to for whatever reason our brain comes up with this neural pathway and it's this deep groove i like to imagine it as like you're driving in snow or mud uh-huh and someone has driven in front of you and your car is just going to follow Right. The path or the track of the car that goes in front of you. Even if you have your steering wheel turned a different way. It's going to slide right in there. It's going to slide. And it's going to take a lot of work to, like, drive over that berm of snow or Mm -hmm. that big pile of mud and create your own pathway. And the first time you do it, it feels like you're trudging through. Mm -hmm. And it's a little scary. It's a little slippy. You're like, oh, should I go in the path that's already been made? Right? Yeah. But the more you go on that path, eventually the path you used to go on is going to fill up with snow. Uh-huh. And you're going to create this new neuropathway, this new way for your brain just to go quickly. So, yeah, the more times you hear that and you don't believe it, you're reinforcing that pathway not to believe it. That is so interesting. Okay, yeah. so now <laughs> I, I'm with you here. What What do we need to do? How can we start making that new pathway how can we get into the other uh, the other snow? Yeah. How can we do it? So I think there's lots of ways to do it, but my preferred method is to take a multi-sensory approach to things, meaning that you kind of have to put your whole body into it. It can't you can't just think yourself out of it. Um and you can't just act yourself out of it. You have to have a multi-sensory approach. So the cheesiest and most cliche way to start is to talk nice to yourself. I lo- no, I, I can do that. <laughs> okay. Yes. No, I love that. That was a huge part of how I got out of depression. Okay. Was I started talking very nicely to myself and praising myself for everything. And it really shifted everything so quickly. Yeah. That, um, that yeah, uh, people were saying, uh, how did, how did, you must be lying that but I was really talking to myself all the time like I am so proud of you for getting out of bed Mm. I am so proud of you for going to the kitchen Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of you for getting this apple I'm so proud of you for cutting this like every little thing I was just saying how proud of myself I was and like good job and I did I was really talking to myself that way so not cheesy yeah Yeah. okay no I'm on there with you yeah yeah so I like to think of it too like We all, well, not we all, I won't say that. Most people have an inner critic in their mind that is. I was, I think us all. Yeah. Okay. okay. Maybe Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Maybe there's some who don't. If you don't, please uh, send us a message and let us know. (laughs) What life is like. What life is like without that inner (laughs) critic. But we have that inner critic that's judging us. It's like telling us all the reasons why we're dumb or why we shouldn't do things that way Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. why it was a bad choice, right? And I like to begin by externalizing that 
inner critic, meaning give it a name, personify it into a person or an animal or an object, okay. and kind of imagine it outside of yourself. So like as a separate person? Yeah, a separate person. Okay. Or, yeah. So like I, I've had some clients personify this as like maybe a mean teacher they had before that they uh-huh. want to talk back to. Um as like a public figure they don't like or as just like like I had a client that had their full name let's just say their name was Elizabeth and they went by Liz and so they called the inner critic Elizabeth okay so it was it was still a part of them but this kind of separate part and then you can kind of talk back to it and and say like I don't need you here right Mm -hmm. now Mm-hmm. Elizabeth, uh-huh. <laughs> you can go on with yourself, right? Go on, Elizabeth. Right? And then you start to think, how, if I had a friend going through this exact same situation, what would I say to that friend? Would I say to that friend those mean things that I'm thinking in my head about yeah. myself right now? Yeah. Probably not. Like, no. I wouldn't say those things to never. you. We would never talk no. to anybody the way we talk to ourselves. Right. We wouldn't have any friends. We would, <laughs> we'd not. People would not enjoy us. So why are we willing to offer that courtesy and kindness to other people Mm -hmm. and not to ourselves? Yeah. And I think that's because we look at our own inner workings and our own motivations and we see ourselves every second of the day. So we don't see other people every second of the day. We can offer them more compassion Mm -hmm. than we offer ourselves. Um, But... If we can start by letting Elizabeth, that's just going to be it now. Sorry to all the Elizabeths in the world. But if we can start telling that version, her, to to stop, that we don't need it, that, you know. And sometimes you can you can approach it in a mean way, like you need to shut up and go away. Or mm-hmm. you can approach it in a kind way, like, hey, thanks. I know you're showing up because you feel like you need to protect me right now, but I got this. Mm-hmm. Like, I hear you, but I don't, I don't need to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to approach it this way, or I actually am okay with myself and how I feel today or how I look today or what I said today. So That's interesting because I'll hear what, I'm, what I've been doing lately um, with self-confidence is I've been playing this game where uh, every day the first uh, thought of doubt that I have, and I don't get to pick the self-doubt that I do. Yeah. Just the first one that pops up in the day, I hear it, uh, and then I will – uh, have to do it anyway. So mm. regardless of what I that doubt is, I have to do it. And sometimes it's it's a um, really big thing, or sometimes a really small thing. Like, oh, I can't call that person. And so then I have to call that person. Okay. Um, but I've so I've been hearing that inner critic um, in this game that I've been playing, and just doing the opposite of what I'm thinking or whatever that doubt is. Um, so I guess in that. Just acknowledging it, that it's just there, and it's that thought, and then just doing the opposite of it anyways. Yeah, it's the idea of you have to name it to tame it. Mm-hmm. So you've put a name to it, and you said, okay, I'm going to do the opposite. Do you notice, like, throughout your day, you have had less self-doubt thoughts because you did the opposite of that first one? It's been um, it's been interesting. It's uh, I would say it's the beginning of a journey um, where I have a lot of self-doubt. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I haven't given up. Um, and I don't know if I've seen huge change. So for example, um, one of them was, um, linked to a video that I did in TikTok about, um, 
that I wouldn't be able to be a person that was so confident that I could have an art show as a non-artist. Um, and now I'm doing the art show tomorrow. Um, do I feel confident about that? Like, no. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I feel like what, this was a terrible mistake. However, I am, I have been looking at it as this is, tomorrow is going to be horrible and I'm not going to enjoy it at all, but I am so glad that I'm doing it because I'm curious if the next time I try and take a step towards um, confidence or trying to ignore the self-doubt, I'm wondering if it's going to be easier the next time. It's not mm. easy now. Like I okay. don't feel, I don't feel good about it right now, yeah. but I'm really curious sticking it out. Will it, will it be different next time? How will it feel next time? The second time I do something or the third time or however many times yeah. until does it start to feel a little bit different? And going back to changing your brain and those neural pathways, it's a, one of the ways to do that. One of the logical ways to do that in your brain is to do that by collecting data. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of data to suggest throughout your life that you aren't a self-confident person. Yes. Right? And yeah. so it's really easy for you to say right away like, oh, oh I'm not Yeah. Confident. Let me flip through all the files to uh -huh. show why I'm not confident. So now that you're doing this challenge, it's giving you more and more evidence to suggest that you are confident. So the next time you do want to do a big thing, instead of hopefully, instead of going to, oh, remember that time in eighth grade that like I totally right, yeah. flopped this thing, <laughs> you're going to go, oh, remember that time that I decided to host an art show and I did it and I invited over 100 people and I displayed my art yeah, and it happened whether... <laughs> I felt good about it or not. I did it. I did it. Yeah. And I survived it and I actually felt good about it. I'm hoping that will be your outcome. Me too. Yeah. I am also hoping that, but also curious and open to like seeing if that's the case or if that's not the case. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've been looking at myself like a, like a science experiment for the last few months. Yeah. Just like trying different things and just being um, curious, like curious about what, what would work. But um We'll see if I get through it tomorrow. Yeah. I will. I have full confidence <laughs> yes. that I will, that I will at least make it through um, the day. <laughs> right. So one of the other ways to build self-love or self-confidence besides just talking nice to yourself mm -hmm. is um, kind of how you approach your image. And this doesn't mean you have to look a certain way or dress a certain way, but just that idea of feeling good in your own skin and feeling good in what you're wearing. Um, early on in my life, I like to dress eccentrically and I would wear lots of uh, um, accessories and things. And um, I would have people be like, oh my gosh, I wish I could pull that off. Oh, mm -hmm. I wish I could pull that off. You just pull it off. And I never understood. Yeah what that meant because to me you put it on your body and you've pulled it off yeah I don't get the feeling of like you can't pull it off uh-huh see I've always been that person that said I wish I could pull it off yeah yeah so and what's stopping you from just putting something on and pulling it off well the confidence of it okay. I totally but um I feel I've always I've always said I wish I was confident as much as like as confident as you are to pull that off mm. um because I knew it I knew that they were that they didn't care and they were wearing whatever they were wearing and it was awesome and it looked great 
Um, and I was probably wearing like beige and like how, how, how can I blend into the wall type yeah. of yeah. clothing? So, and I think that is a little bit just giving yourself permission to take up space. Like if you wear yeah. a bright color, I'm going to take up space and should I be, do people want me to, Yeah, is that going to, do I want to be noticed? I don't know if I do. Yeah. Right. But I think a little bit of that is just that permission. And so when you just change one small thing, it, and it doesn't mean you have to do a whole makeover. It just means that, hey, I actually would rather be wearing yellow instead of beige. So I'm going to just start wearing yellow and seeing how that feels. I'd like to point out that I'm wearing yellow, yeah. <laughs> yellow shirt and not beige. <laughs> so I feel like I'm winning. <laughs> you already did it. <laughs> did Done. It. Checked. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so just presenting in yourself in a way that feels comfortable to you, that feels genuine to who you are, that fits in with your value system, which we'll talk about sometime in the future, but that fits in with just who you are. And that doesn't always mean you have one style mm-hmm. um, or one way that you want to look. I think it's a daily kind of checking in with yourself. How do you feel? Um, and for some people... They want to put a lot of time and effort, energy, money, mm-hmm, and some mm-hmm. people want like a, a uniform. Yeah, because that feels comfortable for them. As long as it's you're not doing it with the intention to not be seen, you're doing it with the intention to feel your full self. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay, so we have to dress. Let me make sure I'm getting this right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's we want to. We want to dress how we feel comfortable. And how we are expressing ourselves, like, authentically. Yeah. And then um, we are going to talk very nicely to ourselves. We are going to do that. Which I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. I I really am. Yeah. Okay, is there a third one? Yeah. Remember, gather the evidence that you are a self-confident person. So that your brain doesn't just go back to that you're not worth it. it Okay. Yeah. So if you don't feel like you have evidence, do you need to start creating evidence? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then, so then you do should just like start doing things that a confident person kind of fake it till you make it. A little bit fake it till you make it, but also just start changing things. Like if things don't feel good, uh-huh. then change it. Okay. And it can be small, right? It can be, I'm gonna part my hair a different way. It mm-hmm. could be, I'm going to say three nice things to myself in the mirror every morning. Mm-hmm. It could be. I'm going to just be with myself in my body for 10 minutes while I listen to this song, to this playlist. Okay. Um, And I'm going to dance around and I'm not going to judge my dancing. Okay. Because I'm by myself in my kitchen and nobody's watching. Nobody, and it's nobody just me, cares. Right? Yes. So all of these small ways to start appreciating yourself, to start living in your body. So much of us live outside of our body. Yeah. Meaning that we just go about our day not even thinking about how we feel in our body or actively avoiding mm-hmm. how we feel in our body. Mm-hmm. So having moments of embodiment. I like to do that in nature. I know you do too. Yeah. Um, and I think nature has so much to teach us and so much to offer us. And so, you know, when I was doing my self-love challenge, a lot of it was spending time in nature mm-hmm. and just reconnecting with the earth and just – I think it has this way of um, simultaneously, like, I'm so small and tiny, 
Yeah. But also, like, I'm a part of this big thing. Mm-hmm. Which both feel good and bad at the same time, I guess. Yeah. I, and I can't remember if I was talking about this in the last podcast, but I really like finding the small details of nature. Yeah. And also the birds. I feel like in, like, 50 more years, I could be, like, a retired bird watcher yeah like, I feel like that could be my yes. uh, <laughs> my destiny <laughs> That's what I'm I gonna end up just watching birds because um something about I don't know something about the birds is awesome <laughs> it is awesome and I think just like even in that right like mm-hmm. owning that yeah being like I like listening to birds <laughs> I like the birds <laughs> I like the birds I'm gonna be a retired bird watcher <laughs> sooner than later hopefully hopefully yeah, that would, yeah I'll be a, a young retired Bird watcher. watcher. I'm cool with that too. Yeah. So even in that moment, that can be your area of self-confidence. Self-confidence is being authentic and genuinely you, not just, oh, well, this person that I see as confident is into rocks, so I should be into rocks. Right. right? Yeah. Because that's not authentic to you. Yeah. And if you don't know what is authentic to you, start just by thinking, when's the last time I felt alive? Mm Mm-hmm. I felt present. I felt truly there in that moment. Mm -hmm. That's probably something you're into. Yeah. So for you, it was birds. It was birds. I really like them. I think that's awesome. I I just, they're, and the little cute ones, I don't know, chickadees. Oh, yeah. I don't know. They're adorable. I I can't get enough of them. They're so, (laughs) so stinking cute. Um, So what I was noticing with when I was trying to be really observant about what I'm picking up on with people who are confident mm-hmm. what what attribute i think i'm seeing is that they have this attitude of presenting themselves at least um that they this is who they are and they don't care what you think about that mm-hmm. um and also they they seem to and like especially on social media and maybe they're not confident i don't know like in, in their i don't know who they are like i don't know them in real life yeah but like, they'll take negative comments that people will say, and they just, it, like, rolls off their back. Like, they don't care. Um, so I'm thinking, wow, oh, there's so much confidence. Like, somebody would say something mean to me, like, eat me up. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm a yeah. horrible person. But um, is that confidence, or is that something else? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, it's hard, because we don't know these people. We so. don't know these people, and... I think sometimes it comes down to just your own personality and your own sense of self. There are people who just don't care, truly, Mm -hmm. out the womb, have never cared what other people think. Um, And that's just the nature of who they are. And some people maybe are um, more sensitive to that. Mm -hmm. And that could be because of past trauma. That uh-huh. could be because of past relationships. That could be just because that's who they are. They just are a little more sensitive, not in a negative way, but just sensitive to that negativity. I do think confidence plays a piece in the sense of um, I know who I am is worthy of showing up, of taking space, of having these opinions, of having these thoughts, mm-hmm. of sharing it in this way. Um, as long as it's not, you know, harming other people in right. the process. But, yeah. And that I'm the only one with my voice and my unique way of saying it, and mm-hmm. that deserves to be heard. And if someone doesn't want to hear it, well, that's fine. Go somewhere else. Yeah. Because I'm still going to say it. Yes. 
you're smiling like you don't believe that. No, because what I'm thinking is oh. like, yeah, that takes a lot of confidence mm. that I don't have. Okay. <laughs> like I hear that and I yeah. go, yep, I can see that that sounds like a confident, like yeah. that's confidence. And I think you have to build up to it, right? Like yeah. you can't go from like, oh, I should always like, okay, you don't like that. I'll just stop. Yeah. Um, You have to build up to that space of being like, you say what you want. You can go somewhere else. Yeah. I want that. Yeah. I want that. That's how I want to be. Yeah. It's not maybe how I am right now. Yeah. And it's those baby steps of, of doing smaller things to build your self-love, to build your self-confidence so that you can get to that place of having that level of confidence too. Yeah. Um, I also think, you know, practicing with people that you care about and being able to ask, even ask them like, Hey, what is it about me that makes me a good friend? Mm -hmm. Or what was, what's one of the first memories that you had of me that made you think like, Oh, I really like this person. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to ask that. And part of my self love challenges was to write like, what makes you a good friend? And I challenged people like, if you have a hard time figuring that out, ask your friends and I did that and it was like super weird and awkward because I I am not usually vulnerable that way with uh-huh. my friends um and the answers I got were just so amazing to hear it and uh-huh. it and it I was like oh I I am a good friend I am like you are you are a good <laughs> oh, friend thank you friend <laughs> yeah and so you know, I think also like getting that data from people around you mm-hmm. because we, like I said, we're the harshest on ourselves. Yes. Yeah. But sometimes other people are like, oh my gosh, I'm amazed with you. Yeah. Your confidence, your, the way you're handling yourself, what uh-huh. you're putting out into the world. And, and we're like, wait, what? Really? Me? What? For, but yeah, because yes. I've, I've had that where people will tell me, like, I guess a reflection of who I am. And I'm like, mm, no, no, that's not what's going on inside my head. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not that. Yeah. So it's, um, it's harder to believe when yeah. you're like, you don't know what's going on in here. Right. But uh, it's still good to hear. It is. And that's why I think sometimes in therapy, it can be really helpful because it gives you that perspective. Mm-hmm. It gives you that. And your therapist usually is like a neutral party that, their only goal is for you to be the healthiest version of yourself where friends and family have other goals, right? Right. They have other ways that they're maybe thinking about things, but, um, but it's that opportunity to have perspective, to have insight to where they really kind of do know some of the darkest parts of you and can still see your worth, your, what you deserve. Uh Uh-huh. The, the beauty of the inner parts of you. Which is cool. Yeah. So I think we can link your self-love challenge in the description for the podcast. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Okay. That would be good to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to try it, I created a 30-day. It's there. It's free. It's free. 30 yes. days. And it has lots of other um, great creators and their level, their areas of expertise, like linked to things that they do, like another podcast, some breath work. Um, some body movement. I have a sweet playlist that I curated that I think is really good <laughs> that I like to dance around to, especially in my car. Sounds good. Um, yeah. So you could try some of those things. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm okay. So we've got 
Those are the three tips too. Yeah. Are those also in the challenge? They are all, all in co- there. They're yeah. all covered in there. Yeah. You got us all squared away. Yeah. We're gonna be confident. Confident. Self-loving. I love it. Thanks. Awesome humans. <laughs> Thank you for giving us all this information. Yeah. Yep. So uh since talking about a lot of this and knowing that some of it is stuff you already do, has that changed your level of confidence in the twenty ish minutes we've been talking? That's a hard question. I don't know. I've been talking, so I have not thought. You haven't, I haven't processed been, it? I haven't okay. processed it yet. But um, it it does make me feel good knowing that some of these things I've been trying are things that other people do that, that is helpful. So because uh, I was just kind of taking a stab at a lot of the things I was doing. Um, so that's nice to, to hear, like, okay, keep talking nice to yourself. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> Which I, I agree. That one is great. It totally works and helps um, in the way that you talk to yourself. And then also ignoring, like when I hear my inner critic mm. that says mean things, I can separate it. I do want to give uh, give it a, a name now. Yeah. I don't, think about that one. I'm going to think about it. Yeah. Will it be Steve? Elizabeth? I don't Ooh. know. It could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. Could be anything. There's lots of names. There's so many names. <laughs> I may go with Elizabeth, though. <laughs> I mean, she's sticking now. She's stick. She's a thing. Thanks for listening. You can find Andrea on any social media platform under Hello Andrea Joe, and you can find Ella on TikTok under Ella Will Thrive. <laughs>